Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, June 1, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have a lot of stuff. We're going to do a lot of learning in this video tonight. We're going to take a look at a variety of charts for the sole purpose of learning exactly what the market is doing and how we determine what the market is going to do based on what it's telling us at present. More of that will become clear as we go along throughout the video. The first thing we're going to do is take our assessment of the daily chart. What's jumping off the page at us? Well, we go back to the low that was made. They had a nice rally into the three-day holiday weekend. We discussed yesterday that we had an on-time type of situation. And what that means and where that's from is the course Lazy E-Mini Trader. We talk about it all the time in here. What it means is that the market went up in terms of time to a point in which A, they generally will stall out, quote-unquote, eat some time off the clock for a while, or have a garden variety pullback, or a different flavor of a pullback. So far, that seems to be taking place. The next question is, well, why the hell didn't you short the market if you thought there was going to be a pullback? I'm waiting on not only time, but I'm waiting on price as well. And they came up short of the price I was looking for once again for the fourth time. It now is unfinished business. It was unfinished business yesterday, it's unfinished business again today, and it was, in fact, 417. That is the horizontal line running across the screen. It actually was a touch higher, but for argument's sake and rounding purposes, we're saying 417. What else do we have from a daily chart perspective? Well, we had the last breakup candle in the sequence. The low was 407.70, and what did they do today? Well, they came in and ran a test of that spot. Now, once they run a test of that spot, they have a choice. Either they stay below that number and they continue on to fill the gap, or they stop in between, turn around and go back in the other direction, leaving traders A, who were short waiting for the gap, they're at the altar. Traders waiting to go long at the gap, they're at the altar. The trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew is kicked back in their chair with their feet up on the desk because they just got a twofer. What does that mean? It's a technical term for they screwed two different forms of traders, one on the short side, another waiting to be long. They got a twofer. So in the end, what they really did was they ran a test of the breakup candle low. They spiked it a little bit turned around, went back up, and they stayed inside of that last breakup candle in the sequence. So what does that tell us? Well, for now, until proven otherwise, we talked about it last night, they're beginning to eat time off the clock. If they continue to do this, they're building energy in a bull flaggish kind of formation, and what would happen is there would be a resuming move to the upside. That's the way the market works. What's the other side of that? Remember, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. The other side of it is 
A, they open up, for example, on Thursday below the breakup candle low, 407.70. They're filling the gap or they've opened below the gap. They're going to fill the gap. One of those things is taking place. And then, at least from an intraday perspective, you would have in question whether or not they're going to recapture, as they did today, the breakup candle low. So put that on a sticky note or mark that point in the video because that's important information. Here's a hypothetical. On Thursday, at some point, they're filling the gap. They're selling down and they're filling the gap. Then the question becomes, do they stay below the gap? Do they start closing candles below the gap, which opens the door for lower stuff? Or do they bounce off the gap, providing still yet an opportunity to recapture the breakup candle low? Again, put that stuff on a sticky note because that's the way we're going to read the market from an intraday perspective on Thursday from an inside the numbers perspective. What happens if they're doing none of that down at the gap? What happens if they're trading higher when we wake up on Thursday? Well, then they're still eating time off the clock or they're running higher to take care of what? You got it, the unfinished business. Is the unfinished business, if they should run higher by chance, is the unfinished business the same type of quote-unquote overhead resistance that it was yesterday or the day before, meaning last Friday? And the answer is, no, it isn't. It may still provide a reaction back down in the other direction. However, the more time they eat off the clock underneath a number, the more the market is likely telling you that that nearby number really wasn't the ultimate destination. Remember, they came up short already a couple of times. So maybe, just maybe, the destination is somewhere else, which is why they're eating time off the clock to build energy to run higher. They need more juice, more fuel in the tank. This is the way the market works. Put that stuff on a sticky note. By the way, this is all stuff that's taught in the course Lazy E-mini Trader. It's just put to you in a variety of different ways in these videos at night. All the detail, the stuff behind the curtain is all taught in the course. The why behind the entire thing. Once you understand the why, you take the guesswork at a lot of this stuff and it becomes a mechanical process. It's either working or it's not. Here's where the trade is and why. And if they do this, meaning close above or below a certain thing, then that's a particular time and there will be times that the trade doesn't work. It becomes a mechanical process. Knowing where you're wrong minimizes the damage. We want to lose small and fast if we have to lose it all. All that stuff comes into play. It's all packaged in the same thing. All right, let's take a look at a couple of other things. Taking another look at the weekly chart, and this one really won't come into play of importance until the close of the week on Friday, but I thought this was interesting to point out. So we recaptured, or they recaptured, their 100-week moving average last week on that big spike up. Okay, fair enough. What was the low today? Well, the low today wasn't the gap, but was there a reason they stopped where they did? Well, guess what? There's always a reason they stop where they do. We're not able always or every time 
to identify exactly why or where that reason was until after the fact or sometimes not at all. But the times we can, we play to our benefit. But here's one of those situations where it's an after the fact and it's a, oh, yeah, sure, why not? Here's where they did. The low today was 406.93. The 100-week moving average is at exactly 407.03. Well, guess what? They just ran another test of the 100-week moving average and bounced off. They didn't fill the gap, not yet anyway, and we're going to call that a garden variety test. Now, here's a question. Let's say I took a look at where the 100-week moving average was this morning. Would I have decided to take a trade in front of the gap at that 100-week moving average from the weekly chart, mind you? And the answer is absolutely not. Because it's a weekly thing, it's just a guideline, we know it's there, but we don't expect the market to bounce off to the number of a weekly thing from an intraday perspective. You see how that works? We use weekly charts for the purposes that we use weekly charts for, but they're not used from an intraday perspective unless the market is stretched in either direction to the point where it's coming to run a test of a very important weekly number, that's a different scenario. This 100-week moving average is not that scenario. What else we got? Going down the other way, looking at the 240 chart, this candle sticks out. So this 240 candle, not the last one, but the second to last of the day, we could say that that's somewhat of a reversal-ish candle. Why do I have to put an ish on the end of it? Well, you had increasing volume, but not tremendous volume still below the average volume, and they still didn't close below the breakup candle low that we talked about, and that number is 407.70. If they did, that would have been a different story. They didn't, and that's where the ish comes in. Looking at the 120 chart, we see a similar situation in terms of the reversal candle. Better volume, better than average volume, mind you. And now what are they doing? They're putting in a bearish type of flaggish, wedgish type of pattern. Sorry about all the issues. They just fit. If I just look at this 120 chart, from a market symmetry standpoint, I would say they're coming down to fill the gap maybe a little bit lower, certainly into that 100 period moving average. And in that general zone, general zone inside the number members will have a better idea of a more specific zone or number on where support would be in the morning if the market's trading down there. But from a market symmetry standpoint, looking at the chart, I'm saying 405 is garden variety of chart support. And it's a give or take. Now, let's say they do this bearish flaggish thing for quite a long time. Well, that will change the 405. 405 at this point right now is, in fact, garden variety of support. There's a number below that inside the number members already have and will have tomorrow a beat on that number. Speaking of which, it's time to slide over and take a look at inside the numbers. We'll run through the commentary. I'll point out a couple of important things. I urge you to pause the video, read the notes, and then double-check the work to see if this is a real or bonkers situation. It's hump day already, rally attempt overnight, back to the flat line around zero dark 30. 
and the numbers were pretty straightforward. They've got some unfinished business with a spike over 417 that still stands and remains the case. Doesn't mean we're looking for it tomorrow. What it means is if the market is pushing higher, then we know about that number and there's another one above that is unfinished business and how they get there, when they get there, how they do the whole thing will determine on how we treat the unfinished business. So on the hourly chart, they were eating time off the clock. So as long as they continue doing that, then the unfinished business is essentially on the table. If they were going to do it, my concept based on the hourly chart stuff taught in the course, that it would have been convenient for them to run up and also from a symmetry standpoint, do it in the first hour of trading if they were going to do it at all. Then we have the other side, 411.75, getting below that on candle closes takes the higher stuff off the table. And we had some more stuff in the southern direction that will handle in a real time type of formation. Not a lot of change right around the opening bell, still looking for the unfinished business if they're going to remain bullish. And by the way, just to be clear about something, if I'm saying here it's unfinished business and therefore they should at least run a test and a spike of 417, that's not the same thing as buy the market looking for 417 when you're like a dollar or so away. That's not what that meant. Pre-market, right around the opening bell, it's just commentary. It's just thought process. It's what we're looking for, the important numbers. We've got to see them open the thing up. We have to see them start to trade. They're going to give us a storyline, and then they're going to provide an opportunity, which you'll see in a little while. Like this, the second post at 921, and we'll let them get the thing going before settling on a storyline. Am I a willing participant on the short side if they ran right up to 417 and spiked it right away? And the answer was, Yes, I am, but they have to do it in a hurry formation. This is in the spirit of being prepared and a just-in-caser if they did it. So again, that's right before the opening bell. Again, more thought process, and I'm giving you a sneak peek. If they do it right away, I'm going to jump in the pool. Some more color on the 417 thing. There was another number right about a dollar above. So you say, all right, I'm willing to do both of them. It's only a dollar apart. 413.95 down to 413 as a zone of support should the shakeout crew make an appearance. Now, there's a reason why I haven't brought over the chart yet. There's a method to the madness. Stay with me on this one. Here's my initial take at where support is, 413.95 down to 413. But if they get below, it opens a door for 411.75. Still, I'm interested to see how they're doing what they're doing. I'm not saying buy it yet. I had a where to sell it, but they didn't get there, but I'm not saying buy it yet. They're going back and forth, and I'm saying they'll make a move sooner or later. So on the initial test, they make a low of 413.94 against 413.95. Funny how that works. So we see that kind of stuff all the time. But now, here's the thing. Are they going to use that as a springboard? Is that going to be the morning low, and then they're going to go up to 417, anything like that, or a rendition of that. Well, we don't know yet, but that's kind of what's on the board. So what I'm saying is, if that was a test, if that was a test, and they're out of there quick, it's a pretty good sign they're going to try for 417. Below 41295 is a problem for the bulls, and by 1008, here's what I'm saying. For now, I'm a buyer at 40940. Just like yesterday, 41120 would be in a more aggressive entry point for a long side trader. I'm a buyer 
at 409.40. And here we go. Right at the vertical is today's activity. 409.40 is the horizontal line in the chart. And the low at the 10.40 candle is exactly 409.09. They turn around. They go back in the other direction, making a high of 4.11 just several minutes later. Patience pays. You look for an opportunity. And then after you've taken profit and turn it into a risk-free, emotionless trade, and this is a pure technical phrase, you smoke them if you got them. And so what you'll see here, and I urge you to pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work, turned out to be an interim morning low, if you will, worked out nonetheless. What you'll see in here, if you read the notes, is there are profit targets, there's where it's wrong type of place, and then that trade certainly concluded the morning session. So pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts, you'll see all the numbers posted all day, all the guidance accordingly. By the way, one more look at the chart because look where they were coming into at the end of the day. The closing print is 409.62 on this five-minute chart. Look where they are in the after hours. The bid is 409.37 by 409.42. That's an important number. Make no mistake about it. You have to know your numbers. How about stocks on the move? We had a slow morning. There was not a lot of things moving in the pre-market activity. We found five possibilities out of those two hit their entry objectives. We'll take a look at the chart of TPX and LAC. The rest did not. Therefore, they're off the board. They become no trades. The first one on the board is TPX, Temper Sealy. It was getting its haircut at the opening bell. 24.57 was the number posted on the board at zero dark 30. And they did the Macarena in front of it. Then they came into it later. So this qualifies as not in the manner in which I prefer. But as you can see here, the numbers certainly worked. Any trader that did take that trade was provided the minimum required base hit and then some. The numbers work. Speaking of which, it's kind of like a carbon copy, but it's not. So LAC 2222, they came into the number after creeping into it. So this qualifies as not in the manner in which we prefer. If they did it back here at 1030 in the morning, that's a different type of situation. But they did it later in the morning, and therefore it's not necessarily in the manner in which. But what's the takeaway? You guessed it. The numbers work. By the way. One more glance at the SPY five-minute chart because we want to have a different discussion. We want to have a discussion about what happened in the last 10 minutes of the trading day. So let's think about it like this. So the market is trading like this all afternoon, or at least half the afternoon. It's making the kind of pattern, if you will, eating time off the clock that's indicating there's going to be another push higher. But then all of a sudden, in the last 10 minutes of the day, they sell them off into the closing bell. That's not a bullish thing. That's a bearish thing. It doesn't tell you how they're going to open them in the morning. But just from a pure black and white perspective, if you had to pick one or two, A or B, it's bullish or bearish. It's a bearish thing. The one thing you learn in day trading school is it's all about how they close them. They could trade them however they want throughout the trading day. 
but it's how they close them that gets traders' attention. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Kind of interesting if you look at it. They did the thing where they went down to fill the gap, and then they recaptured the breakup candle low. So they're just eating time off the clock, and they've actually satisfied something that they should do and need to do underneath price. So there's no unfinished business to speak of. There's another gap down here, but until they start to get close, it's not really on the radar screen. Right now, we're focused on whether or not they stay above or get below the breakup candle low, which happens to be 183.40. So where we're going to leave it in Camp IWM, which incidentally is my favorite market-leading indicator, is they're eating time off the clock until further notice. What that tells us is that they're building energy for another push higher. Where is that push higher likely to go? Well, they're likely not ready yet, but we're talking somewhere in the neighborhood of 191, 192, we'll split the difference and say 191 and a half. What about the Q people? Same routine, eating time off the clock inside the breakup candle low. That's it. It's all we need to know. If they push higher, 319, 320. If they push lower and they get below the breakup candle low, what are they going to do? Well, first they're going to fake it out, and then after they do that, they're going to fill the gap. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Anything different here? No. It's exactly the same routine. The charts don't necessarily look identical, but they're very similar. They're doing the same thing. There's a gap. There's a breakup candle low. They ran a test. They got back above it. All the same stuff. It's all the same market at present. How about the financials? How about a canary in the coal mine? Potentially. Let's see what we've got. So the same breakup candle resident on the other charts, they're already below it. They filled the gap, and I believe they closed below the gap. So the gap is 34.98, and the closing print today is 34.90. No accidents or coincidences. So the financials are hinting that there's lower prices sooner than later. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. Today, they ran a test of the next breakup candle down here. The low is 34.53. Low today, 34.57. That's close enough to running a test, get below that, and we start talking about the gap down below 34.19 and or lower. Spike a 34 by chance in the spirit of just in caser, and I'm a buyer from at minimum of an intraday trade on a spike of 34. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. Anything different in Smash Mouth? Not really. Same routine, eating time off the clock, break up candle low, didn't fill the gap, Yada, yada, yada. It's all the same market. It's all the same stuff. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.